It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew Mill, Cal. Yo. What's up, guys? What's going on? Missed you guys last week. Heck yeah. Yeah. We all had to work. Yeah. Dude, it, it's, it sucks when real life gets in the way. Dang, sure dang normal jobs. <laughs> oh man it was crazy enough we uh, just get everybody to pay us to podcast we'd be golden man that'd be awesome oh yeah well we'd have so to if somebody wants our... to pay me a living wage we might show podcast. up every week maybe too. to sh- maybe to not talk yeah hey, that'd work <laughs> but everyone wins yeah <laughs> it will pay us to stop doing this please um, quit what uh Man, been, been uh, anything fun happening? I, you know, I uh, so get this. Um, we talked about. You guys remember a couple of podcasts ago? We talked about uh, sports and and you know, and I kind of mentioned I'm not into sports as much as I used to be. And you guys remember that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my brother and I go to the Bulls game uh, this past weekend. And we are literally the seats are like on the like a row behind the floor, so like a row up from the floor, right behind the Bulls bench. Nice. And yeah, and it was and, and they sucked this year, and that's okay. But it was like it gave me a whole new perspective that I never. Um, it literally felt like you were watching like a high school, like just being in like a high school gym, watching a team play basketball. It was just about basketball. Yeah. Like there wasn't, you were kind of just like right there. You could hear the players talking. You could hear the coaches yelling. And it was such a unique experience in that it just made me look at things differently. You know, being that up close, that, that like, into the action and it just felt like you, you just forgot that you were at an nba game did they also if look like they sense. were a high school team what's that <laughs> did they also look like they were a high school team well i mean yeah they they might as well they played like a high school team there was zero defense <laughs> but that's beside the point the, the experience was really cool and for somebody that that has always loved basketball in the nba and i, I do watch you know, the NBA, uh, that was a really unique, cool experience for me. Um, and made me really appreciate the game kind of again after I just, you know, like I said, I haven't really had an opportunity to watch as much sports as I used to. So that was awesome. It's interesting. Once you get close enough to anything, you realize that the people doing it are just some dudes, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of cool. That's exactly right. And I think that's exactly, that's what it was, man. You realize that these are just dudes. They're just dudes playing a game. Bunch of dudes playing a game. Really what it comes down to. Pretty much just life, you know? Because I think when with TV, it almost dehumanizes athletes or entertainers or celebrities, right? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, like, you forget that they're actual people, almost. But when you get that up close to it, you remember that these are they're just people. They're people playing a game. You know? Yeah. That's pretty true. So, anyway, that's that. So, speaking of people playing a game, did you guys uh, see what they were smoking after the Super Bowl? 
I, I heard Padron 50 is. Padron That's right. 50 is. Yeah. Yeah. Padron 50 is afterward, which is pretty cool. I, I think the last, the last Super Bowl they did, uh, what, 1964s? They did the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big on the Padrones. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was probably the most exciting part of that whole game was the cigar afterwards. <laughs> it was a crappy game. Um, but the cool part about that is uh, Robert Kraft, that guy who owns them, was was telling everybody that they're 50-year-old cigars. The 50th anniversary. Nice. So, oops. Yeah. Not, not correct. Robert, that is not true. But here's my thing. You, maybe some of the players are cigar smokers and maybe regular cigar smokers or semi-regular cigar smokers. But the majority of those guys probably are not. Nope. And then you come in swinging with some fucking Padron 50-year. I want to know who was hurling after the, they were smoking them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have wanted to see. After you're exercising and then smoking that thing? Yeah. Can you... <laughs> you imagine that you're not a cigar smoker. You just got done playing an NFL game, the Super Bowl of all games. You're drinking alcohol. You probably haven't eaten in a while. And you get smacked with a fucking Padron Maduro 50 year. You're on your ass, man. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like a story that should be on Tasteless Gentleman. Are you guys following this yet, by the way? No. Are you getting paid by uh, them to to do this? No, I'm not. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> They're hilarious. They like, I don't know how to explain it, man. I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners follow because they have a huge follow. And I think they do a podcast. I've never listened to the podcast, but they just, they just make fun of stuff that in a way that is funny. I don't know how to explain it. But I almost stopped following them because Jeff follows them. Jeff was big on Tasteless Channel. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes me not want to follow him. Yeah. Does Jeff still listen to our podcast? Probably. I know yeah. he'll comment tomorrow that we didn't invite him on, so. That doesn't mean he listened. Uh, no, that is true. Wow. I'm sorry, I went to their website. That's the place. It is tasteless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not sure why they're gentlemen. I think that's the irony of it all. Yeah. So, like, the fact that I go to a bathroom and it says gentlemen instead of men doesn't mean that I'm a gentleman. Mm. I have noticed that you don't really see segregated bathrooms in a lot of places i mean pretty much all the bathrooms now are unisex oh okay i was like down here though we got rid of segregated bathrooms many decades ago no no (laughs) i mean i don't know what you would call it wouldn't that be segregate like segregated bathrooms if they're by sex women i suppose so i mean what else would it be all of you guys are uni unisex no i mean dude just being on the road, going to different places, stopping in, you know, getting coffee or getting food. It just seems like that separation of men's bathrooms and women's bathrooms is becoming less and less. And it's just kind of like, here's the fucking bathroom. Are you talking about like a bathroom that has like a toilet and a sink and nothing else in it, though? 
Are you talking by about and large? Yes. Bigger bathroom. Yeah, because who cares about that, right? If you yeah. Go to my house. I'm not going to be like, you need to go to the upstairs one because you're a man, right? Like. It's yeah, but they'll have, but they'll have multiple bathrooms, and, we, and you could, one was men, one was women, but now it's just use whatever the fuck one you want. That just seems efficient. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Why didn't they like, just do this before? I don't know. I'm going to sit there and wait for somebody, and there's a wide open bathroom. That's crazy. I'll I'll play the other side of this. Oh boy. And it's not what you expect. Okay. <laughs> it's not this time. So And the senator from Oklahoma says Yeah, here we go. <laughs> no, no, no. Have you ever been in a women's bathroom? Like a true women's bathroom? They're freaking disgusting. Can't say that I wander in. Oh sure, yeah, the grossness factor. Yes. I get sure. it. D- dudes in the urinal and there's some pee on the floor. Women's bathrooms are absolutely disgusting. Really? Dude, go in one sometime. Like, what's disgusting about them? <sighs> Girls are so gross. <laughs> are you sure you don't follow tasteless gentlemen? I hate to say that, but... Dude, live with a girl sometime and you'll find out. I mean... Oof. I find women to be much more neat than men. Hmm. In general. Yeah, They appear that way. Have you ever looked inside of a girl's car? Yeah. That's peering into her rest of her life. You ever seen a girl with a clean car? <laughs> uh, actually, generally, uh, men have cleaner cars, I would say. Yeah. That's a look into their life. Not me. Have you ever My seen... My car's a fucking mess. How about in, like a girl's personal bathroom? She's got like hairbrushes and everything else, makeup scattered all over the place. and Yeah. It's just an absolute mess. That's what a women's bathroom looks like. But it's in a public place, so it's... 50 times worse. Now, Drew, how much time have you spent in women's bathrooms? Just enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> Drew just doesn't want to wait in line. Every now and then, yes. I don't want to wait in line, so I whip in there. No, I'll tell you what. If I'm, I'm not going to sit there and stand around and wait. If I'm at a cigar shop and they have separated bathrooms and the men's bathroom is taken, I'm going in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you do lose your ability to complain that they're putting the bathrooms together, though, if you do that. Oh, I'm not complaining yeah, about I'm it. Not. I'm no, no, pointing, you're not. Pointing out. You're not. Yeah. I'm but not, any, but you know, any guy who does is, is a little off there. They actually have these gender-neutral logos now. Sure. That, that just, that, like, signify that, you know, you're not a man, you're not a woman, you're something that's going to use this bathroom which is frankly all i need to know yeah i mean like does the shit work can i can i go in there and take a shit do you have toilet paper can i take a piss if i have to yes no if it's yes i don't care what it says you know yeah and frankly it's much worse for you if if i need to take a shit and i can't do it (laughs) still doing it right (laughs) that's true why don't they just have like a picture of a toilet on the door Good question. It's one of life's oh. greatest mysteries. Yeah. I but, think, but let me I ask think we'll you this. So is the, is the combination of bathrooms, is that is that a sign that there's a lack of like... Some people might say that these bathrooms were created separate before, like a sign of chivalry that maybe men use the bathroom and women use the bathroom. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I mean, what like, was the purpose of separate? I don't know. I mean, I guess what was the original purpose of separate bathrooms? 
It was probably in some, terms of it was probably in some, terms of like the one person stuff. Some some not, man, not like this. Some man did it because he didn't want to be in a disgusting bathroom with a bunch of women. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not not communal bathrooms. I'm talking about like when you go to a Starbucks and it's a one person bathroom. Yeah. Right. Or like yeah. a, a, a you know a, a cigar shop where it's a one person bathroom and there's one man, there's one woman. I mean, why even separate? I don't know. Just have two bathrooms. Where did that start? I don't know. Because you don't have two bathrooms in your house. No. If I have guests, men use the same one the women do. Yeah, I don't know, man. In public, though, it is... I mean, we're beating this to death, but... Dude, the men's bathroom's way quicker, too. Because every girl's yeah. got to go in there and have a sit-down. Yeah, I don't know. Give guys a, a trough and we're good to go. That's literally true. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Give if guys a trough. a trough and we're good to go. Mo's not paying attention. You've, you've never been to like a, a stadium or something where it's yeah. just a trough? Yeah. Oh, the trough? Yeah, they used, the trough. That at, they used to have that at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> Like, I don't care who you are or what you think. That's that's weird. Oh, yeah, dude. I used to, you know, when I was uh, when I was in the corporate world, I'd go into the bathroom. I'd be like, hey, is this where all the dicks hang out? <sighs> and then can, you, I get, can I get a sound effect? Then you'd follow it up with, man, the water's cold. Oh, yeah, and deep. <laughs> and this is how Mo was fired and started patina. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. I was a fucking watching. I was a walking HR nightmare. Let's. Uh, I got. I got a, a question. Not necessarily corporate world, but but world job world. Okay. Why? And Cal, this is this is great because of where you work as well. But why do the people that slack off and not do their jobs? Why are they the ones that are always promoted? No, I. I might. I have a theory on this, and I'll, I'll and like, share it. Like, like the people that do their job, that they're, they're there early on time, whatever, they clock in, they don't really take vacation, they're doing their job, they get more work put on them because the other person's screwing off and can't get their work done. Yep. So you get more work. I'm not referring to me, but they get more work. <laughs> I'm really not. I, yeah, you watch well, those people get more work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why I do nothing and get promoted. No. Um, it's a good question, Drew. I do have a list of topics here, too, in case we, <laughs> for when we inevitably don't have them. So those people, they, they get promoted, and the other person is doing all their work for them. Yeah. What, uh, what, what causes this? I mean, beyond, like, I'm not going to promote you because you're a threat to me. So I'm going to promote There's this that. screw There's up. There's an element of that. But how is how is that person still working there versus the person that's like busting their butt? How is the person that's that everybody sees it? Well, can I take this? Go one? for it. Go for it. I want to okay. hear it. Okay. okay. So first of all, I truly believe that in order to reach maximum success in the corporate world, you got to be a solid B minus. Yeah. This is pretty. And what true. I mean by that is, you have to be better than average but not good enough, not better than your superiors to where they feel that you're a threat. You have to be controllable 
meaning basically you're, uh, you know, a fall in line type person. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you have to spend time at work functions. Absolutely. So I think that if you manage to do those three things, uh, you will have a better chance of moving up the corporate ladder. Because if you think that being the smartest person or the hardest working is going to get you promoted, you are out of your mind. That'll get you to a certain level, but it's not going to get you to the upper echelon, typically. And in addition to that, um, not taking vacation actually could work against you, in my opinion. That... I used to think that I was like martyring myself by not taking vacation. In reality, I was just making myself look like I don't have a life. Mm-hmm. And if they and if they recognize that you don't have a life, then they're going to continue to pile stuff on it, on you. Mm. That makes sense. But I will. My experience in corporate America was the smartest people typically got weeded out pretty early, which was crazy to me. Like you're too good for them. <laughs> uh, Literally. You're too good to to, to work here because because uh, we don't we don't want too well, s- too smart of people. Well, right, because really smart people also have egos typically. Yeah, that's true. Right, that's true. A lot of times, so they're a little bit harder to work with, and on top of it, they're also a threat to the people above them. So you got two things working against you there. You know, the biggest advice I would give somebody is. If you can't see yourself being your boss, you're in the wrong line of work. Yeah. Right? See, I thought you were going to go with the Peter principle. I thought for sure that's where you were going with this. I have no idea what that is. Now, granted, I've been out of corporate America now for three, four years. So, I mean, it's only like a 40-year-old idea or something. It's got to be the same. Um, It's the idea that people get promoted to their level of incompetence. Mm -hmm. That if you're good at something, they promote you until you're until you hit a spot where you're not promotable anymore because you're not any good at it. Right. So everybody's terrible at everything. <laughs> I've never heard that, but that's, that's freaking great. That's where I thought you were going. The Peter principle it's called. Yeah. I will tell you this, that there are people that get promoted so they can get fired. Getting a promotion is not always a positive thing. That's true. Because sometimes companies will use it as a way to weed people out. <laughs> I think we'll promote you so you can leave. That's rarer though. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens. And normally you'll see them get promoted and then it's like, Oh, this guy sucks. And now he's stuck in this position. Like he's not doing anything like wrong, but he's not like helping the situation either. Like, I mean, he's there on time and he does his, you know, mostly does his job. There's no fireable offenses for him. Right. And he's like stuck in this position and everybody hates him. And, he's terrible at managing people or, and it's like, well, it's working. So let's just not get rid of them. <laughs> it's kind of okay. Yeah. But why, why did, why do they allow that? To, like if your business could be better, mm-hmm. what's the mentality to go? Well, I know it could be better, but mm, this is just working. So let's just let it go. Yeah, I think it depends on the people at the very top noticing that mm. something's wrong and having the right culture in your yeah. corporation. Culture, I get. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not the way you guys are describing it. Is not the the place that I work. It's not how it mm-hmm. works. That's so good. It's, I, it's I not hope. Universal. 
Um, but I think a lot of it just comes down to somebody's got to be paying attention and notice it. Right. And I think that's true of like some of these, just bringing it back to this cigar thing, right? Um, you'll notice which companies have that sort of dedication to quality and making sure everything's right, making sure all the people are doing all the right stuff. And you'll notice which mm-hmm. ones don't. Yeah. And it's yeah. that same culture of paying attention to the details and somebody notices the stuff. Well, and it's what you allow and what you don't allow within your yeah. within your company. Yeah. But I've the seen it. What dude, you put I've up with it. is what you stand for, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it in geez, about every job I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you know, even now with like running Patina and being kind of like my own boss for the first time, you you try not to treat the people that work with you the way that you didn't like to be treated, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you, your stakes are a lot higher, right? So you get that, but um, it's fascinating, man. It, it's, and, and I think that it depends also on the size of the company you work for. The stuff that I'm sitting here saying is my experience at a very large company. It wasn't like a ten-person operation, you know what I'm saying? I think it's more manageable at like, and I don't work for a company with ten people, but I think it's more manageable with a ten-person operation where that little stuff doesn't, you can't get away with stuff as much. Of course. So of course. Obviously, the bigger you get, you lose more control of things. But yeah. Man, it's, you might not it's be the crazy. smartest person in the room or the smartest person ever, but if you know how to manage smart people and you have a team under you that's capable, you could be very good manager. Doesn't necessarily mean you're very good at what you do. Just means that you could put people in the right spots to make you look good. Well, yeah. And hey, generally that's what it's all about. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I'm on this flight to when I went out to New England and I see this guy that used to be my manager who's now a partner at the accounting firm I used to work at. And nice guy, whatever, never thought he was partner material, but he stuck it out and he made it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are certain people that you just don't imagine at certain levels and then they still make it, you know, just depends. Mm-hmm. What about the, not to, not to keep on, what about those people, I know you guys have seen them, that can like... They get the old excuse like, oh, that's so-and-so, and he does that. But if you did the exact same thing... Oh, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. But how do, how do those people get away with that stuff? Like, oh, that's just him or her or whatever it is, you know. How do those people do that? And then it's like, it's man, if I freaking did either that... Either relationship <laughs> that they had that they're exploiting, right? Like if they're mm-hmm. somebody's nephew or something. Mm-hmm. Or, or like they bring something to the table. Right, that mm-hmm. nobody else brings. God, but I've seen it where they don't, or, or they know yeah, some those... shit about somebody. <sighs> Maybe yeah, so. Yeah, that's, that could be. You know where the bodies yeah. are buried. So yep. weird. It's valuable. Maybe so. Dude, it's crazy to sit back and watch some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, Drew, you were essentially before this. I mean, you were essentially on your own in the field all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is obviously a, a switch for you. Well, and some so. of this stuff, I, this, I'm I'm really not talking about me. I do see some of this stuff within our company, but 
Yeah. Not not like the extreme extreme that I'm talking about. Um, but the, right, right, but the right. dynamics of things. Oh, absolutely. And it's weird yeah. to sit back and like actually see it happen and be like, what in the? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Dude. <there's... laughs> yeah. Anybody, you know, I guess my advice to young people is this. The real world is not like school. You know, in school, if you study hard, you you are halfway intelligent, you can get good grades and nobody can take that away from you. Yep. Okay. But in the real world, that's not how it is. Not at all. You know, it doesn't matter how smart you are, or how hard you work sometimes. Normally it, it doesn't. just doesn't. <laughs> Although you know, to be fair, if you don't either work hard or be smart, your odds of doing well are certainly <laughs> that's worse. That's true. That's right. Yeah. Right. You can't exactly. just give up. Right. There's exactly. certainly bad luck, but. I think yeah, a lot of it's good luck yeah, too. To like, like I said, sure. people get stuck in a position, and it's just like, well, it could be worse. We better not change this. It's not great, but it could be worse. So let's not let's not do that. You know, it's like, all right, <laughs> I get it. It could be worse. That's, that's why we still have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> that should be our tagline. No. Oh. And there's probably a lot of people listening to this right now that are like, holy shit. That's my job. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it just described my work environment. I'm that guy. Yeah. That does nothing and got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably sitting here listening to us at work. Yeah. Probably. That's what's going on. They'll be listening to us tomorrow. I'm the one listening to podcasts all day, and that guy's yeah. getting more work. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I was telling you guys, one thing I hear on the road all the time from people is, they enjoy our podcast because they feel like they're there with us. Like that we're just a, like dudes sitting around bullshitting as if like we were at a cigar shop or something like that. And that's what we're and going people for. In, yeah, people like that. They can relate to it. You know, it's funny. And then, and then guys will say, man, I find myself like wanting to respond to you, you know, while they're listening, which I thought was really cool too. Yeah. Every now and then we, we make a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and again, Cal, you got to tell us about your your work environments in the in the comments tomorrow, guys. Yeah, yeah. I was actually referring to my mom's work environment, not not mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. They still have those out. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) Not illegal. Um. Anyway, you want to rock through some cigar topics? What do you got? Sure. Cool. Um, I got a bunch of them. We can go through some Uh-oh. pretty quick. Um, so in in the news today, uh, Casa Cuevas in Miami had their entire warehouse inventory stolen. What? Yeah, they had uh, like every box in their entire gigantic humidor was taken in this big ass truck. They have footage of it on their Instagram, if anybody wants to go check it out, they have like security footage of people loading boxes of cigars into this truck. I've never even heard of them. Is it, what do they make? Casa Cuevas. Well, they also, you know, that factory makes a lot of stuff for, uh, you know, it's kind of like Placencia. Yep. Um, you know, they just make a lot of, they've historically made a lot of cigars for other people. And then they finally came out with their own brand. And I can tell you that I've actually met Luis, uh, who is the owner of that company. And then his national sales manager is a gentleman named Gabriel. And when I first started traveling for Patina, I had actually run into them in a shop in uh, little Havana and they were such nice guys. 
uh, both of them. And um, that really sucks, man. Yeah, that's what everybody says. They're good people. Yep. Um, and, and my thought right away was like, are they really big enough to have a warehouse, right? Like, what the heck is even going on? So I went and looked at their, I looked at the news. I couldn't find a whole lot. And I went and looked at their Instagram. And I was like, holy crap. People, like, straight up taking boxes of cigars and throwing them in a truck. Yeah. This is back to the That's Fuente nice. thing. What are you doing with all those cigars? Yeah, what do you do with a warehouse full? You can have a heck of a well, party. Well, what do you mean? You need somewhere to ship out of. What do you think? They just fucking ship straight from Nicaragua to the retailer's doorstep? No, no, no. Like, no, what, no. So what you, are, let's say you steal them. Yeah. What are you going to do with yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Question. Yeah. I don't know. Smoke them, I guess. Whoever's stealing those does not have a humidor at home that's big enough for a truckload of cigars. No. Yeah. So most of them are going to go to waste. Unless you're Danny with his Escalade. Unless you're Danny. <laughs> Hope they took enough Bovida packs to yeah. Okay. That's yeah, that sucks. Those what, are good guys. What else you sucks. got, Cal? Um, while we were while we were off here, uh, we heard about the uh, Atabay being faked. Mm-hmm. You know, we all yeah. like the Atabay. Um, so there were some counterfeit ones, and they're adding a foot band to that. So I don't mm-hmm. thought that was kind of interesting. You guys, you guys seen counterfeit cigars that aren't Cuban very much at all? Uh, Opus. Yeah. I think Opus. You know, it's funny. I, uh, to pull my big shot, I feel like Danny right now, but I'm going to pull a big shot move. I I actually spent time with Oliver and Nelson Alfonso, not last week, but the week before at an event. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, really nice guys. And, and Oliver, uh, who we want to have on the podcast and who wants to come on the podcast, um, he's Havana daydreaming on Instagram for those that, that know who he is. Uh, Great guy. he's one of the best guys I've met in the industry and has been a huge champion of patina. Um, and I will never forget that, uh, just an amazing guy. And, you know, it sucks, man, that, uh, that they has to do that, but you know, you're ultimately talking about, you know, a 30 something dollar cigar that. Um, is is comparable to uh, some of those, you know, it, it has an elegance to it, right? So mm-hmm. um, I guess it makes sense. You know, I, I mean, I've never seen anybody counterfeiting Davidoff or whatever, but Davidoff has, you know, they have a very unique profile too. Uh, yeah, but. for me, I'm, I'm guessing the difference is that if you're buying a fake Atabay, you may never have had a real Atabay. Correct. Yep. Or if you're buying a fake Davidoff, it's really easy to, to have. Like, I could just put, I could just take bands off a lot of cigars mm-hmm. and tell people they're Atabays, right? And yeah. sell them for, for a bunch of money. And they wouldn't know. All right. They just have no idea. I, yep. think, I think it happens more than you think, though, even with like Davidoff and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's especially like, yeah, the, the limited stuff, sure. I don't, and it may be not around the States, but. Mexico and stuff. I bet you go to one of those vacation spots, dude. Not only fake Cubans, but I bet you everything else is fake too. Whether they yeah, fake the band, has a line on on glass top Davidoff. I yeah. really like that. Or they, yeah, yeah. I think that they'll pull those bands off, like legit bands, and just throw them on another cigar. So mm-hmm. then it's even harder mm-hmm. to tell. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I know with Opus, they do that a lot. People are constantly buying Opus bands off of, like, eBay and stuff. Yeah, have you guys seen um, with Pappy Van Winkle Bourbon, 
where like the thing for a long time there is after you drink your bottle, you'd smash it. You see that? Like no. the thing people were doing. So you couldn't, nobody could take that bottle and refill it with a different bourbon and sell it. Oh, I see. So I guess we should all smoke through our bands. Smoke through? Yeah. That's the reasoning right there. <laughs> yeah. Please don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so in terms of cigars that are coming back, uh, one that I'm excited about, Viaje, has the honey and hand grenades coming back in a couple Bull, of weeks here. you are not excited about Viaje. Where's Danny? I am. Where's Danny? Honest at? to God. <laughs> this is one that I actually enjoy. I'm, I'm going to save this clip from you saying this, and this is going to be put on repeat. <laughs> Every time I bring up the uh, TNT, it's going to be Cal saying he loves Viaje. Oh, that's I right. That, that, I was about to ask you, what was the Viaje that you love? Yeah, TNT. That wasn't a bad cigar. It's a good cigar. Yeah, I like Yeah, that so one. I don't like much of their stuff, but I do I like their either. honey and hand grenades. So that'll be back for the first time in three years. Coming out. The, the, I'll have to try it out. The, Go ahead, man. No, I was going to say the Satori or whatever, that's still my favorite Viaje. The one with like Buddha on the band. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't have that one. Yeah, it's good. It's a broadleaf, I think. That's a good cigar. Nice. Nice. What else you got, uh, Cal? I had a question for you guys. Uh-oh. Where did the name Sultans of Smoke come from? We've told this. It's the Sultans of Smoke podcast. <laughs> Where's it from? <laughs> We've told this story. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I don't even, re- I don't even remember. How did um, you remember it? I, so I, I, I don't know how the name particularly came about, but I... I remember how it all happened because how did it happen? So, so this is my side of what I remember. Mo, one early morning, we've been talking about getting together to do a review blog. We've been talking mm. back and forth, and this uh, is when I had moved out of Oklahoma. Yeah, right? yeah, you'd okay. moved. So I remember vividly early that morning. I'm like, you know, getting ready to shower. You know, the three S's and. Uh, yeah. I'm sitting there texting you. This is, mm-hmm. this is just going to add to the story. And we're trying to come up with a name. And it was mm-hmm. like, I, and I told, I think I remember telling you that uh, it was like, let's just decide on something. I'm buying a domain name. And that's what we're going with. Yeah. So we shot some names back and forth. I don't know exactly how we got that one, but uh, that one popped up. I freaking bought the domain name that day and yeah. that morning, and it was ready to rock and roll. And then we had we had to go we had to go through and figure out which Arnold and Sly movies we liked best. Oh yeah, came up with our rating system. <laughs> Man, <laughs> dude, I, when I think about it, I'm just like, how the fuck did we even start that? And I, for, I mean, we haven't we haven't reviewed cigars in so long that yeah. I I forgot about that. To be honest, the site's yeah. back. I Crazy. just haven't done anything with it, so it's still there. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to put yeah, something on it. Well, we started somehow. concentrating on the podcast, so I guess yeah. that... Yeah. Um, oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> well, Sultan's history. Okay, so here's a question, speaking of. You know, a lot of people you talk to do some of their best thinking in the bathroom. That's, a, that's where it all went down. So some people will tell you it's on the throne. Other people will tell you in the shower. Um, for me, it's definitely the throne. But... Where do you guys do your best thinking? Is the bathroom a place that you guys do some of your best thinking? 
morning. Like you guys are preoccupied with the, some things. The, the morning throne, man. Yeah, just kind of clear your head, have some good thoughts. Morning throne and shower, I think. That's like a follow-up yeah. to, like, you, you get the thoughts yeah. initiated, head to sure. the shower, and you like to get to think through some more. There's times I'm like... Yep. About to run late to work because I'm standing in the shower thinking about stuff. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Is that what it is? It is, actually. <laughs> What's her name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I would say when I'm driving, for me, it's really the, the best thought place. That's pretty good, yeah. So I don't... if I want to really sort of mull something over, I'll drive out to one of the cigar shops. It's like an hour away. See, I don't do that much driving. I mean, I'm 20 minutes to work, 20 minutes home. Uh, here, here's a good driving story for you guys. I'm coming back from Michigan on last Thursday night. I, you know, I, I took a nap after I got, I finished my day, um, got back to the hotel room, took a nap, woke up at about, I don't know, 1030 at night or 10 o'clock at night, something like that. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to drive home. And so it's about a four-hour drive, right? Mm-hmm. So I get my happy ass in the car. I'm about an hour and a half from the crib, hit a pothole, stranded on the side of the road for about two hours. Oh, I, nice. Like in a dark-ass dark highway, 10 degrees. Cow, I don't know if it was, I think it was pretty cold by you guys, too. So yeah. uh, windy. Um, what a miserable fucking experience. I couldn't see anything. I mean, literally. Uh, because I wasn't by any lights. And, uh, yeah, it sucked, man. That was terrible. When was this? I did not do any good thing. This was Thursday night. Oh, Or shit. into Friday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are the stories that, you know, you remember. Like, when people say, well, what did it take to build Patina? Well, there's a fucking story for you. <laughs> you know? Hopefully that's the last one, though. Of that, yeah, I hope at least. so, man. That was terrible. And, uh, yeah. I was the fourth car that night to hit that pothole and get a flat. Dang. That's you, what the guy told me. You need to call Pizza Hut and get that bad boy yeah. filled in. Jimmy John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but luckily I was close enough to home where I could put the spear on and and get home, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which was good. So, but yeah, that was a shitty drive. Ended up getting home at six in the morning or five in the morning. a good night's worth of sleep yeah (laughs) well we got more we gonna you guys want to get controversial or not uh about what so here's a question for you we can either talk about it now or not i know drew doesn't want to um so my question that i'm curious about your thoughts on so we have a bunch of people that we would call the the cigar media, right? It might be magazines, okay. bloggers, yep. reviewers, news sites, whatever they are, right? Mm-hmm. Would you categorize those people as journalists, as ambassadors of the hobby, as advertisers, or something entirely different? There are very few of them that are actually 100% that's all they do is cigar media. Mm-hmm. In fact... The only one I could actually think of off the top of my head that's full-time, that's all he does, is Charlie Minato from Half Real. Outside of the Cigar Aficionado guys, maybe. And I don't even think that's the only thing they do. 
Right. Yeah. And I'm not talking about necessarily as their full-time job, right? It could be any of the, the side hobby guys. Okay. But is it, is it like how close to like journalism versus hobby people versus advertisement are we looking here? They're probably a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the journalism part is if they're actually reporting on something. Advertising sure. part is every time Mo says patina or or uh, Danny mm. says uh, Romacraft. Let's be honest. There's <laughs> about a 20 to 1 ratio on that. that that's true. <laughs> and he's not even on. <laughs> no, he's still beating me. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Romacraft in our hearts. And, and, and actually, let's take a second to to give our best to Danny, uh, what he posted today on, on Instagram. Um, for those that saw it, you know, our, our thoughts are with you, bro. So mm-hmm. got our support. And if tell you what, if I was down there, it would have been a little bit different. Cause I would at least tried to help. <laughs> you both be posting the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, all right yeah. yeah i don't know man i don't really know how to answer that question because the reality is it's some dudes that that smoke cigars that like to talk about so i mean it's the Just same thing with drew and I. Yeah. yeah i mean it's, yeah. it's an outlet i think for a lot of the guys yeah. um you know i know that some of the people who do cigar media are actually you know our shop owners mm-hmm. you know that that also do stuff uh so there's that yeah but by and large it's it's uh you know guys that it's their kind of high hobby or side thing and if they make a little extra money from it they'd make a little extra money from it but that's yeah that's legit i think the only thing that is sort of annoying for me if i if i were to get on a soapbox right now would be sort of blindly printing whatever press releases come their way i Mm -hmm. found that pretty annoying um Everything else I think is great, so yeah, that's all good. But there were there was a press release recently that came out that a couple of people I'm not going to go into what it was that a couple of people were like, man, this is BS. There's no way, right? Mm-hmm. All all lies. Um, so I reached out to the people that did the press release and I was like, mm-hmm. did anybody ask you like to verify this at all in any way, like to, for sources to verify the story or anything? And they're like, no. No. So, so are you are you trying to get at journalistic integrity? I don't think they have journalistic integrity. I think that's definitely true, but I don't think they're supposed to either. Okay, fair enough. Like, if somebody puts out a fishy press release and you just post it, yeah, don't ask any questions. Yeah, that's a little weird. Even as a hobbyist, that's a little weird. Just don't post Mm -hmm. it at that point. Right. Mm. Cal, have you made any uh, any progress with with your uh, analytical endeavor? <laughs> no, man. No, I'm, okay. I, I got I got to a wall and I stopped. Okay. <clears throat> can we talk about it real quick? Sure, if you want. So, what Cal was trying to do, and obviously you can explain it better, and maybe you want to go ahead and explain it, but basically trying to prove that certain, and I think I'm getting this right, but certain tasting notes exist in cigars if the same amount of people or like a certain percentage are across the board is that kind of what you're trying to sort of so let's say like yeah you know you me and drew all smoke mm-hmm. the same 10 cigars 
right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And we each come up with a certain ratio of tasting notes. So let's say mm-hmm. Mo tastes chocolate in two of the cigars, and Drew tastes chocolate in three of the cigars, and I taste, taste chocolate in six of the cigars, right? Yep. Each of us has a certain percentage of cigars we would taste chocolate in. You obviously yep. want a larger sample size than 10, Yep. right? Eventually, like, if you have enough in the sample size, what you should be able to do is say, you know, if we were just making this up, right? if you were just making yeah. up that the cigar had this flavor, what would the odds be that all three of us agreed hmm. on that particular tasting note in that particular cigar? And the odds that all of us disagree, right? And you should be able to take, like, make a, a big matrix of who agrees and who disagrees on all the different tasting notes and the, yeah. the odds of that happening. And you should be able to say, you know, based on random chance, if, if it were random chance, this is how likely or unlikely it would be that we came to this conclusion. Mm. So that's what I'm doing. I'm looking at some blind reviews and, and trying to figure out. Because once you, once you know it, I think you can't, you can't do it unless it's a blind review. No. Because as soon as you say, like, this is a Liga Pravada and somebody says there's not earth in it, you're going to think they're an idiot. Um, but if they don't know what it is, <laughs> you don't have that same proclivity. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we can statistically show that there's something valid to, to tasting notes or not. And I'm like a bunch of the way there, but not all the way there. Yes. Is there uh, on the same side, if you know what it is, say, say I give you a cigar and I'm like, man, this is chocolate mm. and hay and leather. Is that like, uh, you know, uh, where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it does, even if you didn't? I and think not, some people. Not you particularly, sure. but some people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it influences what you're tasting. I think. Mm-hmm. Have you ever smoked a cigar like, and you're halfway through it, and you just wonder what somebody else thinks, and you look up the review, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I can understand that now." Yeah, and pretty much everybody. Yeah, I've done, done that. that. Yeah, I've done that. So even if you didn't think that before, now you do. Mm-hmm. Have you guys smoked anything recently that stood out to you? New. Whiskey Rebellion. Oh yeah, had it this morning. Nice. How was it? it? It's pretty good, man. It's Roma Craft. They make good yeah. cigars. They do. <laughs> and even without them here, uh, I'm trying to think if I smoked anything new this week. Hmm. Or last week, I should say. Yeah, not not me, man. It's it's cold as hell here. Buckeye? Yeah. I had the Buckeye, too. Buckeye Land? I, yeah, how'd you like that? Man, it was pretty dang good. Um, yeah. I like their other two that they do, but... Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I did smoke that one. I've only smoked one. Um, it was what I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> dang. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just... It was what exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah, it wasn't amazing or anything, but it was a good cigar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, look, ultimately, there are just some cigars you already know what they're going to taste like. You know, sure. there's, um, or at least what kind of profile they're going to have. Um, <laughs> what's so funny? It's just funny, man. You're just like, it's like a diss in disguise. Not, not really, because I enjoyed the cigar. That's fair. You know, it's just 
I know what mood I have to be in to smoke that profile. Well, yeah. yeah that's fair. That's fair. That's you know? anything, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, so what I've found is recently um, that I could pretty much smoke a medi- mild to medium cigar regardless of my mood, but I could only smoke heavy stuff if I'm in that mood. Yeah, I can see that. So. That's legit. Which never was the case before. That's Well, yeah. You're getting old, man. Three or four a night. Yeah, but you know, I was having this conversation with some people when I was traveling because, you know, what I like to do is sit with people in cigar shops and just shoot the shit, you know? And so we're sitting in a group and we're just kind of talking about it and, you know... Guys like, oh, I smoke X number of cigars a day. I smoke, you know, oh, I only smoke on weekends, this and that. And the reality is, man, there are days that I don't smoke cigars when I'm not traveling. And I and people were, like, shocked by that. But I live in a cold-ass climate, <laughs> you know? So, you know, that unless I go to the lounge, yeah, you know, you can only sit in your car so many times or whatever. So... Well, what else? Uh, we didn't do deep thoughts of Drew, but we might have started with it. That was earlier. Yeah, that was. Hey. <laughs> that was. Do we have new intro music yet or no? No. I'll find uh, out nope. tomorrow. Nobody suggested anything. Well, then you pick it. All right, I'll pick something new. Okay. This won't be posted till tomorrow night, though. So Okay. All right. Gentlemen. Next week. Yes, sir. All right. Have a good one, guys. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.